What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Picking Corners podcast as a part of the Box Lacrosse channel, brought to you once again by our friends over at Go Bar Down Lax. For all your lacrosse needs, uh, as far as the apparel and the swag and the attire goes, um, Go Bar Down Lax has everything, seriously everything, from the MSL to the OJLL to the NLL to the swag that you want to give your dad for Christmas to uh, pretty much everything. I mean, I, I I find myself often just in the browser back here looking through all the clinic, the stuff they have and like the variety is immense. So if you need something, if you want something, if you don't know you want something, just open your browser and go to gobardownlax.com and you can check out everything you possibly need on there. Uh, I'm realizing my voice is limited today. So I would give it a longer read and a longer pitch on why you should go to gobardownlax. But... That's pretty good, and people know you, by now. You should know why you should you should go there. So I think that's perfect. I one of the, I first of all just got a notification that uh, the sweatshirt I ordered for my dad shipped. So they are shipping now, which is fantastic. So super excited to actually get our hands on some of this stuff. Um, and I know that they do seasonal things. So you know, right now we've got the sweatshirts, we've got the uh, trucker hat, you know, some t-shirts, but. Hoping to make a push for the spring. You know, maybe we're looking at some bucket hats. Maybe we're looking at some shorts. You know, uh, we've got the tank on there right now. So, anyways, just tons of options, like Tucker said. But uh, good to be back. I feel like we took a little bit of break, right? Um, for the holidays, we're all just busy. I think we deserve some time. I feel like, you know, we definitely go hard for a few months in a row. And then we kind of take a few weeks off. And I think it's a good way to do it. That way, you know, we don't burn out. And obviously, Tucker, you're getting into the season now. And, I don't know what Garrett does, but I'm sure he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's great to be back. We got a pretty awesome interview lined up with Jack Jasinski of the uh, Philadelphia Wings, uh, one of their training camp guys who uh, made the team and actually just scored a game-winning goal recently. So really excited for that conversation coming up here. But uh, a lot of really cool things going around um, just the lacrosse community right now. Garrett, I think you should talk about what you're doing this weekend. I'll talk about what I'm doing this weekend, and then we can kind of talk about how Tucker's uh, getting ready for the season here, and we'll probably be ready for the interview after that. How's that sound? That sounds great, yeah. So Perfect. I'm playing in um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for the uh, in the ULAX Independence Cup uh, with the Midwest Warhawks. So that'd be a fun little, uh, little tournament in Philly. So if you're down there and you see me, you want to say something, you want to say hi, just run up to me. You might catch me <laughs> vlogging and I'll put you on the story. So you never know. Do you know sign autographs? Happens. Yeah, you know, I sign autographs. I will sign foreheads and jerseys. So <laughs> Just specifically foreheads and jerseys? Specifically foreheads and jerseys. So if you read the piece of paper, I'm not signing that. <laughs> Um, are you going to be going to the, the wings game? Cause isn't that, yeah. you guys get tickets for free for that? Yes, I forgot. So they do give us tickets to the wings game. So I'm going to be going to that actually, which is actually going to be pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. Let's, uh, um, let's get you hooked up with like Marcus and some of the other, I mean, Jack's on the wings. So we can talk to him about that. Yeah. Too. I, I, I actually messaged Marcus, um, like, okay. Hey, are we down there? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll see you at the game. So Perfect. Jack, you know, you'll see me twice in a week. <laughs> that's awesome um what i'm doing this weekend is uh, a little bit more local action so we've got the midwest box alliance that recently formed um in illinois here and actually i think there's uh teams from wisconsin and some of the neighboring states as well is is the dogfish part of this uh 
Tucker, do you know? No, they're not. Well, maybe they should get on board. Um, anyways, you got the Midwest Box Alliance. Uh, and it's a bunch of youth box leagues kind of coming together, you know, clubs or whatever you want to call it, uh, to to just obviously foster a more inclusive box environment and grow the sport and do all that good stuff. So they've got a one-day tournament on uh, MLK Day this Monday. Um, so I'm going to be driving up to Libertyville to cover some of that. One thing that's really cool is that we have co-branded sweatshirts that we're going to be giving to the MVPs of each team, I believe, or each age group, maybe. I can't remember exactly what the criteria is, but uh, it's an NBA uh, box across channel co-branded sweatshirt that we're going to be handing out to all of the MVPs uh, there at the tournament. So it should be really great. Going to be uh, passing out those stress balls that I uh, still have sitting in my closet that we never got rid of. Uh, maybe a couple hats and, you know, just capturing some good content. Um, we're, we've been having a lot more tournaments like reach out to us for these opportunities. Uh, actually, I'm talking to bar down about, um, you know, potentially doing more merch for things like this, like the MVP sweatshirts and whatnot. So, you know, a lot of great opportunities to just grow the game and really drive some excitement around box this winter. Uh, Tuck, would love to hear about how the beginning of the season is going for you guys uh, as things start to ramp up here. Yeah, man. Well, I, I was going to also tell you, I think I might make it up to that tournament on Monday. I'm, oh, uh, dude, let's go. That'd be awesome. a surprise visit. Let's uh, go. I thought I was flying solo, but that's a sick. surprise visit. And also check out some, uh, some high school age youth talent, whatever, kind of start scouting the pipelines. Uh, try to Sweet. recruit a lot of box guys here at Clark. So uh, right in the backyard and a day off and why not? So uh, might put that in the agenda here pretty shortly, but dude, things are, things are going great here. Um, great as in energy and product of lacrosse and the guys on the field um, we've done, you know, we started the week out really Monday was day one, Tuesday camp is closed. Got a foot, run a foot of snow um wednesday yesterday we got back at it and then tomorrow campus has already been closed again with another foot of snow coming um so our week one was not what we expected whatsoever um because of closers and cancellations and weather prohibiting practice um but i gotta say man like it is just so fun to be in lacrosse season like and i don't think like people understand fully but for like for me and a lot of guys who play in our league in the summer this is like the starting point of lacrosse for the next six months. Like it's not just the starting point for spring lacrosse. It's like, Hey, we get started now. And then we're going to do box all the way through September. And like the, the, the whole lacrosse season together starts now, but yeah, the guys have been running a lot. The conditioning has been heavy. No sticks have been picked up at all yet. Today will be day one with sticks. Nice. Um, so we'll, we'll have some fun with that and then get absolutely blasted with snow again tonight. Um, <laughs> I was so going to yeah. ask, do you guys have a designated indoor space or are you guys just kind of like, okay, good. That's okay. Do, yeah, we're, we're lucky. We have an indoor turf facility about a mile. Oh, nice. off. Um, oh, that, that's, that's unbelievably helpful when it comes to snow. Um, but getting there is often the, uh, the troublesome part in the snow. So it's fun though. You forget what it's like in the Midwest. You get used to this 50 degrees, um, that we've been having for weeks now. And then as soon as the guys get back and we actually need to do stuff, that's when the snow comes, but we are. We're currently sitting uh, about a month, about a month away from game one, uh, game one, February 17th. So we're, we're like, we're right there. So I, I'm excited. The, the days have gotten a lot longer, but the days are a lot more filled with lacrosse. So we can't argue with that. When do you guys play Augustana? We play Augustana uh, at uh, Augustana on March 13th. March 13th. Okay. 
on a All Wednesday. Right. I'm going to have to try to throw that on the calendar. I think I got to make it out there. I mean, I got to go to a Clark game this year. There's no way I'm going to miss a Clark game, but against we'll Augie, I think that would be pretty fun. So we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, absolutely. Well, yeah, you, yeah. you played Concordia too, though, right? Uh, they decided to, uh, they, they're, they're in recovery mode right now. They're going to take the year off from playing us. <laughs> it's fun. Fun. Just my, love the death love the death my uh my ex-assistant coach is now the assistant coach at concordia so i'll give him a little shit for that give him give him a hard time for that give him, <laughs> i will give give, give give colin a hard time for that one i absolutely will give colin a hard time it's uh wow one of my favorite pastimes um awesome well i i think maybe we should talk a little bit of nll before we jump over to the interview um you know nothing crazy I will say that uh, we had some pretty dark um, times for Cammy Max betting corner there. I think uh, a couple of weekends ago, I think I went one in one of six. Um, so it was a pretty, uh, I'm sorry if you, if you've been riding with me, I, I apologize. Didn't post last weekend. Cause I wanted to see if I could even like make it back. Uh, you know, right now we're, we're betting on like Lithuanian women's basketball and you know, <laughs> sumo wrestling and stuff, trying to, trying to make these, uh, these wages back here, but no, uh, did go pretty well last week. I only lost one bet last week. So we're going to be back at it again this week. Give it the old college try. Um, hopefully we can make some money for charity, but regardless, how about these firewolves, baby? What do we, you know? Five and zero start. Uh, very seldom do we see a team start five and zero. I can't remember what the crazy stat is, but typically teams that start five and zero in the NLL have uh, a lot of success later on in the season. So, um, mm -hmm. what are your first thoughts? Out of nowhere, no? Like, like what's what's going through our heads here? I yeah, I, I, it's like I I think it it felt like it was bound to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I I just feel like. When you look at the stability of a franchise and like there wasn't a lot of noise around Albany, like negative or positive, you know, we didn't see anything like really crazy happening. We didn't see a lot of new coaching changes. We didn't see new GMs, all that kind of stuff. Like Albany seems stable. They seem stable. Right. But I think what we're seeing now is like the fully developed version of them, like players playing different roles and they wouldn't have expected like, for example, Patrick Kaschok, who is a, a, a GPBLL or a BLL, our league, he played in our league a couple seasons back. Mm -hmm. he, I saw him as a defender running it down and scoring an absolutely unbelievable goal for them. Good and enough. so it seems like everyone at Albany is just taking the team, putting them on their back, and there's a collective reasoning that they need to be good. And when you hear the interviews and you hear the, the talk of this team and everything, I don't think anyone has said, like, oh, we knew we were going to be here or – oh, you know, we deserve to be here. We expected to be here. It's like, no, like we're really enjoying this right now. We're going to take this as far as we can and play as hard as we can. But there's no preconceived notion that they should have been great, which I really like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, really young team. And the thing that I have picked up on quickly that I'm sure many people picked up on is just their energy. I really think that their energy from – game to game or just from from atmosphere to atmosphere is always very high um and you can just tell like i feel like when i watch a team like you know the bandits or the seals or even rochester or the swarm right like those are all really good solid teams but i just feel like albany has this like energy this this kind of like aura around them where they it just looks like they're always having fun 
Um, and they just are like all gas, no brakes. So uh, I re recently talked to our boy Marshall Palace. He says that they're having a great time. Um, they're they're really excited for their the start of the season here. Um, hoping to get him on and uh, on an episode soon. Um, and pretty cool that they have uh, Alex Simmons, who's currently a rookie, um, who's leading the league in points. Uh, so just some some pretty cool things happening over in Albany. Uh, and we're excited to, to kind of chronicle that as the season goes on. But uh, otherwise, that's that's kind of everything I wanted to cover. Uh, Garrett, you got anything for us before we jump over to? No, Vegas, pick it up. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm to say. Low one and three start. That's not what I'm expecting. But you're not alone down there. You know, you have like three other teams that are, have that same start. So it's not like shitting on you, you know, whatever. But we're expecting, you know, to pick it up a little bit. So you, know, you guys, they'll, they'll get there. Garrett, I think you're right, though. Like, it's to me, it's really interesting to see how many teams are one and three and one and two. Yeah. A ton, um, dude. The Roughnecks, you got the Roughnecks, the Rush, Mammoth, Desert Dogs, Panther City, Riptide, and Warriors like, are all. What? Like, and it's very split, um, which I guess somewhat makes sense, but you you really don't have a, a, a large middle of the pack, right? No. Like, you've got like the Wings and the Bandits and like Halifax sitting around like 500 or just under. But you've got like teams that are very slow to start the season, and then you've got teams like Albany, Toronto, you know, Georgia and Rochester, and Seals have only lost one game. So I don't know. This season's like pretty electric so far. It's 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 going to be fun to see how everything turns out. Yeah, definitely, definitely like it. Um, the Rock. I don't know if I want to say like you know they deserve that one since they only played three games so far, but. Scheduling, they're up there with they're up there with Albany, but we'll see how long that lasts. Not saying anything bad about the Rock; they're a pretty solid team. Um, but you know, let's see if they can get some more games under their belt. Same thing with the Swarm. Swarm's doing a little, doing some decent numbers right now. Here's um, an interesting stat for you. So uh, you've got goals for Albany's got 67 goals for in five games, which is sick. Um, but then you've got Albany, or excuse me, uh, Georgia at fifty nine, which is still pretty good. If you if you go down the list, um, you've got the a, Wings at two yeah. and three that have fifty five goals for. Um, so you know it, it's interesting, kind of looking at these teams who have high powered offenses, and obviously that usually leads to you know uh, points in in the win column. Um, but there's a few teams that are scoring a lot of goals but struggling defensively, and. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how those middle of the pack teams adjust in near the, you know, the middle of the season here and see if they can start making a push towards, uh, you know, more success, but yeah, no, I agree. Cool. Well, that's everything I had. I think we should shoot it over to Jack. What do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. Tucker hit the transition. <laughs> Welcome back everybody to the Picking Corners podcast only on the Box Across channel. No, I almost didn't forget. <laughs> Today, we have the one, the only, pretty sure right now he's the only professional player, lacrosse player to come out of Alabama. Fun fact. So, today, we have the one, the only, Jack, the Bama boy Buckeye, Jasinski with us today. How are you doing? Give us a round of applause. How are you doing? <laughs> Appreciate it, fellas. Happy to be here. Uh Yep, uh, Alabama boy, born and raised, and definitely a Buckeye. So happy to be on. Are you still happy that Michigan lost, or did you like how, Michigan won? I think. <laughs> yeah, sore subject. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's. I guess that's on the list of things I should have thought. That's about the one before. we don't move yeah, away yeah, from. Yeah, stay, stay, stay away from that. So. <laughs> but we know we're happy to have you on, and we're happy that you're here, and you're actually having um 
you're having a, a good career to follow so far in the NLL because it's not often that we see American players have such a big impact in on these teams. How is that transition going from Ohio State, PLL, and NLL, and then you scoring the game-winning goal for against Halifax? What was that? How what's that really that road been like? Yeah, so uh, you know I've been really lucky to have some really great mentors um, just in the game. Um, you know, first I'd, I'd probably say Anthony Kelly, who's a guy I've just worked alongside. You know, he owns uh, Resolute Lacrosse here um, in Ohio, where I live now. Um, but, you know, that's another American that, um, you know, years ago uh, broke into the NLL at some level. And, um, you know, his his message has really just been, you know, be patient, man. You know, uh, some of these guys have been, you know, playing their whole lives in, in the box. And, um, you know, I really didn't start picking up box until I got into college at OSU. Um, but I've kind of taken that mentality, I think, throughout my career, you know, um, even at Ohio State to start. You know, I, I, I didn't play really until I was a sophomore. Um, so I do have some, some history of being patient and, you know, just keep your head down. Uh, you know, it could always turn out better than you think. Um, and if you just keep coming back and, uh, don't quit, you know, good things usually happen. So, uh, definitely that, that's kind of been my experience, um, both, uh, college, MLL, PLL, now NLL. Um, and, uh, that's just kind of how I look at it. And, you know, you only got kind of one opportunity in life to chase, uh, the game that you love and, um, you know, until I can't walk, I'll probably be chasing it. So uh, it, it's a fun thing to do. I love that. That's a, It's a good thing to, to preach and a good message to spread that patience is actually a virtue that not just in regular life you need, but also, I mean, in sports, you're not always going to get everything you want immediately. And sometimes you don't want that. You want the time to develop, the time to really work and hone your skills. And speaking of like honing your skills with Resolute Lacrosse, um, and the training that you're doing, what has been your guys' mission and your goals, at least for this upcoming year? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, Resolute's the premier club in the state of Ohio. So um, I've been working with them for probably four or five years now. Um, you know, from their perspective, they're the best club team in the state. Um, you know, they've sent, uh, I would say, probably a couple hundred kids uh, to college. Um, so, you know, their goal is to be the top team in the state. Um, you know, I think they've really started to break into that um really elite level of club lacrosse that you, you see on the east coast um you, you can kind of see that with their 2023 class and how they performed at nlf and, and things of that nature um uh, but then also you know getting some five stars you know i, I got to shout out uh my guy uh khalif hawker right uh who just come out of cincinnati at st x right like uh he's staying in state going to be a buckeye right but that's a resolute kid the through and through um, but, you know, that's their goal. They want to compete with the top club teams in the nation. Um, they want to provide great coaching. And, you know, I think most of all, they care about just uh, their kids, creating a good community for them and, and giving access to those kids to uh, go play at the next level. So uh, as long as they're, um, you know, helping others in the community, I think that's really their goal. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love it, man. I, so I'm, I'm from Ohio and I grew up, I graduated high school the the year before your senior year at Ohio State. So I, I grew up watching you and it's really cool to kind of see the full circle here. And Resolute, I remember, you know, early on in my high school career was just was starting to exist. And I played for a, a Cleveland box team and we always, you know, enjoyed going down to uh, play in the Resolute tournaments in the the center there, which was absolutely so cool and everything like that. But now seeing that Rezo has, you know, kind of branched out to being in like Cincinnati and Cleveland and kind of having all the, the whole state covered, 
that's one of the coolest things I think I've seen just now that I'm a college coach recruiting. I'm like, man, like these kids in my area, I grew up and have the opportunity to play resolute without driving to Columbus every day. Um, and so now to see that, I just kind of to echo what you said, it's, it's amazing what they're accomplishing and what y'all are doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they want to be um, in that line of business, um, you know, growth all over the state. Right. So uh, I definitely think that's a, you know, promotion for them is to be in Cleveland and Cincinnati. Um, I, I'd say that's probably their main focus right now is getting to that next level of people, right? And, uh, you know, growing the game. And like you said, when you're in high school, right, see the beginning of that and to see it come full circle, um, you know, I got a shout out again. They actually just opened up a new training center um, out here in Columbus, right? So now they have the box facility, right? Now they have a separate facility that's just strictly for – training you know whether it's uh, lifting weights or getting in there to go shoot do some clinics things like that so that's where i'm at right now actually so uh it's really cool to see how much they've come and uh even just the five years that i've worked with them. that's amazing that's for you yeah. that and everyone else listening to the podcast the the rezo box center like early on especially for like kids from the midwest walking in there that was like your total impression on a on a, on a box lacrosse facility mm-hmm. like you saw that you had no idea and then you saw that and it was like Oh my gosh, this is the planet Earth. So that, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. Absolutely. I wanna I wanna jump into uh your Alabama background, your roots. Um, I'm on your LinkedIn right now. It says you did a summer <laughs> internship with the Lacrosse La Academy of Birmingham. So I think something that would be cool for our audience um, is, is just to kind of hear the state of, of lacrosse in Alabama now and then how it was kind of growing up, right? You, I would assume you would consider it a non-traditional hotbed. You know, what was your journey like playing lacrosse uh, in, in an environment like that? Yeah, so Lacrosse Academy Birmingham is, uh, something that's certainly uh, near and dear to my heart. So um, a lot of people don't know this, but, um, you know, my dad, myself, and my brother, really my dad, uh, formed Lacrosse Academy of Birmingham. And so it was a grant program under uh, oh, Bill sure. Belichick Foundation. And so what we wanted to do was go out and um, provide access to training. And so um, what we ended up doing was we offered free training two to three days a week right, for kids in the area that wanted to go play at the next level, or maybe they just wanted to get introduced to lacrosse. Um, And they also used, you know, us as um, some of the high school players to go and coach the youth there. So it was really cool, right? So um, it started with that. It ended up turning into uh, some teams. But again, like, um, you know, the really the goal of it was just to give access. And, you know, I I think when I was a kid, um, you know, there was no access, right? I can remember going to uh, like a stick horse. Uh, there's like one store in the state of Alabama, stick horse, right. To go get sticks and, um, you know, get your stick strong and things like that. Um, and, you know, playing high school, there's only nine, 10 teams playing high school lacrosse right now. I think it's, it's a little bit more, but even at that time, right. You're, you're not playing very high level lacrosse. So, um, to see the growth of that has been great. Um, but how I kind of got to college was really, I, I treated the summer, which I think generally now high schoolers do the same, right. Is I treated my summer like it was my season. Right. So I went out and, you know, I was going to Atlanta every weekend. I joined a 3d team, um, ended up playing for 3d Colorado, went out there and I go at the beginning of summer, uh, train for a week, meet them on the East coast for tournaments. Right. And that was my summer, right. Go to Atlanta, go to the East coast. Right. And that was like, you're, you're on the road all summer and in your training. So, um, and then the springtime, right, was like a time to get better. So you play with your team, um, you're having fun with your buddies, right? But at the end of the day, right, you know, 
um, it's not the highest level you're going to play at during the year. So, um, you know, you play left-handed, you work on some things maybe you're, you're not so good at, right. Um, in a, maybe a lesser environment. And then you also help your buddies that want to get better and, uh, you know, introduce them to some new things maybe you learned over the summer. So, um, that's kind of how I approached it. And that's, that's what got me to college, but, um, Definitely a, a different environment than I'd say uh, most people have on the East Coast or, you know, even like a Denver, Colorado, which is like a hub now for lacrosse, um, uh, just a, a different way to approach it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, Tuck, I can let you comment. I just I it's it's those are the stories we're looking for. Right. Like yeah. hearing that, you know, you, you guys, your, your family kind of helped spearhead the initiative to, to get lacrosse going in Alabama. Like that's that's awesome. And, you know, there's so many more stories like that that you just don't get to hear enough about. So it's it's really cool to to have you on it and kind of shedding some light on that. And, you know, for me uh, growing up, you know, in the Midwest playing lacrosse, probably a, a little bit more access to it. But you know, when I when I was growing up playing, like there's two teams really in the Midwest, right? Notre Dame and Ohio State. That's it. Now you've got like Michigan, Marquette. Uh, you know, there, there's other like good teams that are around. What was it like playing, you know, Big Ten lacrosse, uh, you know, for your college experience? Yeah, I mean, it was great. Um, you know, I think initially and uh, I said this to a couple of people, my dream school was like North Carolina, right? I was like Alabama boy, wanted to go there. And, you know, I wasn't very educated at the time when I decided I wanted to try and play college lacrosse. And that was back in the early recruiting days. So, you know, I'm 2013, right? Kids are getting recruited in eighth grade and I'm like 15 years old. I'm like, I want to go to North Carolina, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, who uh, doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who doesn't, right? So um, that's kind of where it started. And then um, I took a visit at Ohio State when uh, I had some interest in uh, – best decision I, I say that I've ever made right uh met lifelong friends there uh, coach Myers right great builder of men um uh, you know went to national championship um and you know I'm still living in Columbus Ohio so you know that if that tells you anything right I've, I've had nothing but uh good people and good times here and um you know that they're looking to go to that next level um you know I, I love supporting Ohio State uh, they just built a brand new stadium um you know if you want a great college experience and you know get the elite division one level facilities and be treated like, you know, a red carpet athlete, you know, that's where you want to be. And um, when I took a visit there, that's exactly what I felt like. And, you know, they're taking it to a whole nother level right now with other facilities and things like that. So it, it's been nothing but uh, good for me. Do you feel the impact of not playing in a, in a conference like the ACC or like the Ivy Leagues, you know, just being potentially on the East coast in general, like, was it different playing for Ohio state and kind of, I don't know, like being on the outside, if that makes sense. Sometimes, yeah, but also no, right? Like you see Penn State, right? I mean, I was playing against Mac O'Keefe and, you know, Grant Amen, right? So you talk about 100%. guys that are pros. And um, I think we were part of that era, right, where the Big Ten broke in, right? Like um, I think, you know, over the past couple of years, we're the only conference that's had, you know, four-plus teams make it into the tournament, right? Yeah. So you look at that and you say, yeah, you know, ACC has got some great teams and Notre Dame wins a national champ, their first ever national championship last year. Well-deserving and really competitive conference. But I think big 10 is right there with them. And um, you know, you can see the, you know, big 10 cares, right. They're putting money into these programs, right. Whether it's Michigan, Penn state, Ohio state, uh, Maryland, right. Like they're throwing money at these programs because they wanted to be successful and they're, and they're seeing the return on it. So um, I think we're right there. If we're not even already, um, and 
uh, definitely didn't feel like an outsider. Um, and even Hopkins, you know, they're, they're in our conference. I don't want to talk about history and, you know, getting yeah. that East coast experience, right. Playing Maryland and Hopkins, if not once, twice a year, right. Those are two very, very historical and good teams. And you're going to get the East coast experience playing out, playing there. Yeah, that's cool. It's 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 cool to witness the growth and and to hear you know that that you feel confident with where the Big Ten's going with you know their investment in lacrosse. That's awesome. Um, Chuck, I wanna I wanna give you give you the the mic here. What do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think I wanted to touch. My mind initially went to kind of the the Southern lacrosse scene. Um, I'm a little familiar with it, and Alabama is one that's always I've always kind of followed it and wondered it. And like I played for a an FCDA men's team this summer and met a lot of Alabama kids and kind of understood that and met some Birmingham Southern kids and kind of got that scene. And so I've started to put it together. And the most well-known area I'm connected to is like Macaulay in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I played mm-hmm. there every and I always loved Southern lacrosse, but now to hear you, you know, put roots down in Ohio and working with resolute and like really making that your thing is really cool. So I'm not even going to take the question that I was going to ask that way. <laughs> I'm going to ask one that I don't think we've asked anyone before that I think is a really cool one, especially for our younger listeners. Um, what is your training, your personal training regimen look like as an in-season professional player, coaching, working, everything like that? How are you putting it together? Obviously, facility-wise, you know, you're an Ohio State alum, you got that there, you got Resolute. Kind of what is what does your training map look like in a normal week? Well, I probably should ask Coach Myers if I can get some some access over there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't like asking for things too much, but um, yeah, that would be a sick place to be able to go every day and train. And um, you know, day to day, I'm I'm a pretty full schedule guy. So you know, I got uh, work, um, obviously staying in shape, and then uh, doing this lacrosse business right with Resolute. So um, you know, typical day for me, uh, up early. Um, Usually I would say, you know, 5.30, 6 a.m., right? You're working out, uh, off to work for the day. And then um, post-work, you know, about 6.30, uh, maybe do some coaching two, three days a week. And then uh, if it's a weekend, right, you're out on a Friday to go travel. Um, leave there, practice on a Friday night, Saturday night, uh, game the following day. And, um, you know, if it's a Sunday, either out the same day or out the following day. So, um, it's a full schedule. Uh, it's fun. You get to go. You're on the go all the time. Um, keeps me ho- hopefully a, a little more dialed in. Uh, if I didn't have it, you know, I'd probably be doing some different things on the weekends that I probably shouldn't be doing all the time. Sure. Um, but uh, pretty pretty strict uh, about how how much time I, I spend um, doing each thing. So um, definitely harder to stay in shape. I'll I'll put it that way, right? Than than in college. It's really nice having that built in, but. Uh, definitely busy. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I guess I'll ask the question that everyone wants to talk, talk about a little bit here, but can you tell us a little bit about your, your route to the NLL? What, when did that come into fruition? How did that look? When did that become a reality for you? Obviously the, the wings, you know, kind of training camp and the open training camp, there was a huge piece of that, but when did that goal kind of become a reality in your head? Yeah. So I'd say immediately out of college. Um, so I knew I wanted to still play and you know I was really lucky with the MLL I got drafted to Dallas you know sat for a couple games we uh you know weren't winning and they were trying to line ups and then you know super lucky that I got a call from coach Seaman uh up at uh Denver I got to play with Junior got to play with a bunch of those guys Leaser uh Chris Islanian uh you know I could go down a list um of guys that I, Dylan Ward right the, a lot of really good players and 
um, from there, like, I just knew that I, I wanted to try and keep playing. And, um, you know, I actually have been going after the NLL for a couple of years and people just maybe, you know, didn't know this, but I went to a riptide training camp my first year out of college. Uh, didn't make it past the first round. Uh, okay. But I kind of expected that going in. Um, then I went to Panther city and really lucky to meet, uh, you know, Bob Hamley and Tracy Koluski. Um, but they basically gave me a shot, right? So went to training camp, did my first full training camp, got all the way through. Um, and then, you know, got a call back in the middle of the season, um, actually in an emergency. So I flew out on a Friday night. Um, got stuck in Charlotte Douglas airport, spent the night in the airport, uh, flew into New York the next morning, no practice, uh, right onto the floor, played a game. And that was my first NLL game. Uh, got another game in later that season down in Texas. And then, um, following that went to Albany, same thing, went all the way through the training camp. I don't think, um, maybe they're necessarily expecting me to make it all the way through, went to an open tryout there as well. Um, you know, they just have a really good team. And I think you guys are seeing that this year, right? Like sure. they have a sick team. Um, they've been building that for a while and um, it's coming to fruition. And then this year, uh, kind of similar, went to an open tryout. Don't think they uh, necessarily had me on their radar, but um, just kept, you know, learning and, you know, all that time and training camp and asking questions and creating relationships, I think, like helped me a lot. And, uh, you know, just being, trying to be humble and learn, right? Like, you know, it's not, that you're not good enough. It's just, maybe it's just not the right fit. And, you know, if you look down and, you know, they say, no, it's not because you're not good enough. Maybe it's just not the right fit at the right time. And, you know, keep that mentality and uh, lucky enough that uh, I played well and uh, PD, you know, kept me on the squad and now uh, just trying to make the best of it and, and perform and, you know, contribute where I can be a good teammate and let's try and win some games. So. It's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a true Testament to a journey right there. That's so yeah. cool. Journeyman, baby. He's got, I love that. Get some, get, some it. Fit, get some Fitz magic in here. Try and yeah. try and try and get some of his magic over here. That's that's in, that's incredible. I mean, that's really that's that's the story that you know I think doesn't get talked about enough. And I don't I don't think I realized that fully about kind of your journey, how many steps were in that, and, and kind of all the pieces. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they would have just said, okay, well, like whatever, I'm not doing it anymore. But like for you you showed on, Hey, like I'm staying with this. I'm going to make this and it's going to work. And now everyone's seeing it, you know, everyone's seeing the, the product that you put on the floor. And that's just, that's the coolest Testament of the whole thing. And Cam, I'm sorry. I probably stole your question, but it's just cool. No, man. dude, I just was waiting for someone to ask it. Cause I've been, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the whole reason I reached out to you is because I saw that post from, you know, the wings chronicling, obviously you being part of their training camp, making the team and then leading to, you know, scoring a game winning goal. So I mean, how's it feel to to be in that that moment, right, where you've worked so hard up until this point and you put that ball in the back of the net? I mean, it's got to be like one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah, I would say, um, honestly, the first half of that game, we played terrible. So uh, we were we needed to turn around the second half. And I think the coming out of the locker room was like, you just had got to get one at a time and um, you know, even if you're not scoring, you got to work hard on the floor. And, um, you know, I think that kind of parallels to what you're talking about, man. It's like, yeah, in that moment, like it just feels fucking awesome, honestly. <laughs> like it was, I was so pumped just to, uh, you know, score that goal. And, um, you know, it's fun, man. Like, you know, yeah, you do work hard, right? But you work hard so you can play in the games. And, um, 
man, there's nothing better than playing in front of a crowd like that in Halifax, great fans, right? Great environment. Um, you know, got a couple other Buckeyes I was playing against, right? In Halifax, right? So, um, you know, that's what you live for. And uh, that's why you want to be in those games. And, um, you know, yeah, it, it definitely felt good. Let's put it that way. Yeah, again, Garrett, before I pass it back to you and, you know, probably wrap things up, I know Jack's got to get going here in a little bit, but I, now that we've kind of talked about your story and then obviously, you know, you individually on the wings, what, I know you guys are two and three right now. Obviously, it's still really early on in the season, still trying to put the pieces together. What's the sentiment in the locker room right now? You know, how are you guys feeling and and what are we trying to do in these in these upcoming weeks to kind of, you know, get you on the right track here? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I think it's just putting your head down, right, and, and playing simple, right? I think, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, there's some new pieces on the team. I'm a new piece, right? Like, um, we bring in, you know, Holden Katoni this year, 30 goal scorer, right? You know, you got Mitch Jones, Blaze Reardon, right? Tate, uh, you know, um, you got LeClaire, right? You got Rezzy, you got Ben McIntosh. I mean, we, we've got the pieces, man, right? For sure. It's just it's just a matter of, um, you know, building that chemistry. I think, you know, uh, uh, you know, elephant in the room, right. Holden and blaze get hurt in first month. Right. Right. You know, that's one game they've, that we've all played together. Right. If you string a couple of games together, build that chemistry in game. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we're not in a bad spot right now. We control our own destiny still. And, um, I think just getting back to, uh, you know, building some chemistry, being on the same page and building that chemistry chemistry throughout the offense is really where uh, we need to work, uh, you know, defensively. Right. I think coach wanted to add some, some transition in the off season. Um, you see that, right. We scored a lot of transition goals, right. In the first couple of games. And so sure. uh, I, if we can match that on offense and uh, you know, continue to work hard, I think when those two pair together, we'll, we'll really see some success. Yeah, we actually uh, one of our boys, Marcus. Uh, he just got his first career goal in uh, yeah. transition in one of the first games. So, oh yeah, yeah, that was cool to see too. Um, but yeah, no, it's we're we're rooting for you this weekend. We're we're excited to see where you guys go, and you know, hopefully, uh, you guys put it together here. Garrett, you got anything else for for Jack before you let him go here? You guys stole my questions, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> what a cop out! Literally, Sorry, as like both were going, I'm just like, damn. And it can, <laughs> but like, the last question would be, what is, what are some personal goals for yourself, whether it be resolute wise, professional, uh, in, in NLL wise, what, what do those look like for you? Yeah. I mean, obviously I'd love to play as, as long as possible. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think this is a great step for me this year, right. Getting on the team and, um, you know, I think I just need to put my head down and, um, be the best teammate I can be honestly and, and just try and contribute, you know, where they need me, you know, if I don't play, uh, but one more game for the rest of the year, if I do my job in that game, we win that game and I contribute, you know, that's, that's how I'm going to look at it. Um, you know, long-term, like I said, I'd love to play as long as possible. PLL is definitely in my sight still. Um, I, I think it's a really hard lead to make right now. I think there's eight teams, there's 600 guys in the pool. Right. So, um, it's not a matter of, you know, if you can play, it's just a matter of uh, getting on the field and showing it. And, you know, I've done that too, right? Played chaos. Um, I know I can play. I played in the MLL. Um, you know, again, great teams, the MLL. Played with junior. Those guys went to two championships in the MLL. And, um, you know, it's just uh, it's a matter of time, I think. And if you stick with it, hopefully you get rewarded. So. Well, well I hope that you stick with it and then the rewards come to fruition. Yeah. Every way possible. <laughs> yeah. Hope so too, man. I, I appreciate you guys uh, 
supporting me. I mean, I'll, this is cool stuff for me to talk about too, especially. I appreciate you guys asking about uh, Alabama. You know, I don't get to talk about, uh, you know, lab lacrosse a lot, lacrosse Academy of Birmingham. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily love talking about myself all the time, but, um, you know, getting to highlight things like that is, re- is really cool for me. And um, I'm sure some people that uh, are back home in Alabama will love that recognition too. I mean, it's, it's, you know, highlighting people like you, it gives, like you said, gives that recognition to, to kids, you know, in other non-traditional areas to be like, oh, he did it. Right. So why can't I, you know, and I think thankfully there's going to be more and more access to lacrosse and to resources and things like that as, you know, the years go on. I think we're already kind of seeing it now, but it's only going to continue to get better. Um, but, you know, we still need to hear those stories and, and talk about those organizations that, that don't get enough uh, recognition. So. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Yeah, we we appreciate you ha- uh, coming on. You know, making time for us. We're definitely going to have you back. And uh, good luck this weekend. And you know, maybe you and Garrett can link up in uh, in Philly. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, Garrett, uh, I'll see you in Philly this weekend. You got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. good. I got to play good now. I'm oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> He's not coming to your game, Garrett. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Back to you guys. Good